You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of DA Rockstars. This week on the show, I got to sit down with Coach Heidi Mount. That's right. She is a coach for dental practices and not just any coach. She is a virtual international coach. She is helping offices find their choke points, making sure that everybody's properly trained so that there's prosperity and comfort and happiness and balance. And if you're out there struggling in the world, I really hope that you enjoy this episode and you take away some amazing pearls. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to the show. I have a rock star on Heidi Mount. Heidi Mount, can you go ahead and just do a brief introduction of yourself so our listeners can meet you? You bet, Rhonda. All right. Well, I was a dental assistant starting in 1989 with the belt-driven drills and we didn't even have a front desk person. It was a front deskless office. And so I definitely knew how to work my systems and what have you. So I did that for many, many years. And then I moved to Oregon and I became an office manager because I had a special ed kid. And that gave me a little more flexibility with my hours and um, decided to help actually lots of dentists. I of course became involved in study clubs and tons of meetings all over. Doctors were reaching out to talk to me. And so I was helping other office managers. I was having lunch with other office managers. And um, basically what happened is my dad had worked um, the same job six days a week, 12 hour days until he retired. And when he retired, he passed away. So I decided that kind of made such a big impact on me about people being stressed out. He wasn't a dentist or anything like that, but it just kind of was an aha moment to me going, why are people working so hard to provide for their family? So instead of working for one doctor and helping a few others, um, I decided to become a virtual dental coach because being in the business for so long, there were tons of in-office consultants and consultants all over the place. And frankly, it's kind of expensive. Um, so I decided to become a virtual coach for a fraction of the cost and help more dentists all over the world. And I thought with all this technology, you know, now you have podcasts you can learn from. Now we have other platforms that we can have video conferences and I can just teach all over the world in an easier way. And it's really fun. See, okay. Here's my question as a consultant. I mean, are there literally everybody's struggling with the same things? I mean, you've been doing it so long. I bet you see there's like 10 staples that every dentist complains about. Is that true? You know, there are a lot of similarities. The difference is you can't just go, okay, everybody has this problem. Everybody do this and you won't have any more problems because we're dealing with people, not cars, right? So when you have a um, different variety of personalities, different variety of skill levels, different variety of um, comfort or experience in the dental field. You could have somebody who's been in dentistry 20 years and had one job, still need to learn everything everybody else learns. Or you have 
a person that has a new job every two years and they bring a wealth of kind of variety of different ways and pros and cons of doing things. Um, however, they may not know the business end of it to know how are we going to make this business successful and work for everybody because it really should be a win-win-win in my opinion. We need a win for the patients, a win for each other, right? Like the, the, the employees and for the doctors. So we need to run it like a business where everybody can reach their goals. No, that makes sense because uh, the personalities like you're talking about, uh, there's exceptions to every rule. What, like the whole idea, like a lot of dentists didn't get a lot of training in the business side of it, right? They know how to be a dentist. Yes. I, you know, I just, I got off the phone with a third year dental student and they're still not going above and beyond to try and help these guys succeed when they become these practicing clinicians on how to make a small business work and how to effectively communicate with team and, and learn, you know, who's got strengths, who's got weaknesses, like how do you guide them to success? And that's where you come in, you know, cause these dentists are stressed out. I know DAs, you guys listening right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You see it every day where there's one employee or one person on the team that isn't carrying their weight, that the dentist doesn't know how to communicate with them of what their needs and wants are. And then they just get used to mediocre. You know what? They're like, oh, well, she'll never change. But they can, they can change. And that's where, that's where <laughs> Heidi comes in, right? You're, you're able to, to communicate with them and, and understand you know, their thought process and, and, and what words that you need to do and what type of direction they need to become that effective team member, right? Well, yeah, I mean, a doctor, you know, they're numbing patients, they're trying to make them happy, they could permanently numb patients, it's very stressful. And most of them, it's very stressful to run a business, because while they're working their 40 hours a week or whatever, there's a lot more to do on top of running a business, a lot more to do for being a corporate person. And so it's, you know, staff end up leaving. If they don't feel appreciated, they end up leaving. Um, so we, we really need to get the training that it takes to help the doctor understand the benefits of having happier, healthier employees, right? And healthier patients, um, having an office that stands out compared to the neighbors down the street, because a dentist is a dentist. It doesn't matter. So it's really important that you have patients or, well, patients that love you, but staff that really love their job. I know we shouldn't say staff. Sorry about that. Um, but employees really need to be passionate about what they do. So what happens is dentists start avoiding things. It's mm -hmm. easier to ignore it and think it's going to go away than it is to deal with it. So I actually have to train a lot on, on holding team members accountable and protecting the other team members. We can't have somebody always stirring the pot. You need to tell them to lick the spoon. Oh, I like so, that. <laughs> um, you know, it, there's always one bad apple, not always, but in many times when you're coaching, when there's drama, there's one bad apple making the good employees leave and it's not fair. So yeah. that a lot of times the dentist needs to basically get some balls. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, especially, you know, I know that you focus a lot of, uh, like the front desk team, right? And so, um, we've all seen this, you know, where there's an alpha personality in the office, like you said, brings the drama, continues to clash with everybody, but the dentist won't um, change over that spot because, well, they know all my finances. You know, I rely on them too much. Like they gave, they relinquished all this power to this person at the front desk 
who may be just as toxic as they come, but they're afraid to let them go if they're not willing to invest in educating them and making them better or maybe getting them to change their ways. Uh, instead, they just, you know, like you said, they just fold over and they just, you know what, this is how it's going to be because this person has too much power and I, they just, they fundamentally can't even fathom not having that person in their practice anymore. Right, right. Or sometimes they're like, I can't, it's too hard to find a front desk, so we have to put up with it. Yes. That's, yes, that's exactly what they say. DAs, I know you guys, you hear me right now. Your ears are tingling because you've, you've been there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, okay. So or let's say there's a dental assistant listening right now and they know that there's some things, some people, maybe some systems that aren't functioning at maximum capacity in their practice. So as a virtual consultant, what would you do? Like if a dentist came up to you and said, I need help, I, you know, I'm not making as much money as I should be. I don't think that we're following all the guidelines and protocols. And, and I, you know, I just, I know my team can be more effective and efficient. Like what's your first step? What happens? Well, here's the deal. You know, dentists make a lot of demands um, and expect a lot. And what does the employee think? So that's where it comes in where I've been in your shoes to understand what's going on because you guys are so dang busy. You're stocking, you're ordering, you're following up with patients, you're cleaning, you're doing OSHA stuff. There's a lot more than just assisting. And when that doctor works on the patient too long and doesn't even give you time to clean the room, you know, that creates stress. So we really have to look at it as an employee's point of view too and get there, listen to them. You know, what is going wrong in the practice? If something's going wrong, I believe you should fix one thing at a time because what the employee is saying is when are we going to have time to do that? You want us to do this when? I'm supposed to create a, a you know, manual on how the room's supposed to be set up and take pictures and type up all the steps just in case I can't be here and somebody has to fill in or a training manual. When am I gonna have time to do that? So we have to create time and we have to create time for each other. So if the front desk is saying, you know, I can't fill the hygiene schedule, you guys are going to have to do it. Well, we need to create time for her. Maybe one of us goes up and covers the front 30 minutes. Like there's always a solution to every problem. So people need to get creative and come up with their own ideas of what will work for your practice. Yeah. You know, we, we did something like that in our office where we, we were having a hard time with uh, tracking recall. And, um, we were having some of the girls at the front do it, but, or boys, I guess I can't say just girls now. Cause I mean, right. it's a little bit of both, yeah. but we were, we were having admin, um, take on that responsibility. Um, when at the end of the day, the dentist decided, you know what, it needs to be the hygienist helping these patients understand the value of scheduling that next appointment. And so what they did is they went in the schedule, they were able to condense things and they gave her an hour a week. So in that hour, she had the list of unscheduled uh, recare, and then she personally calls them. I loved that she did yeah. that because she's their provider as the dental hygienist. And, and, and they're like 10 times more likely to schedule when they know the person on the other end of the phone is who they're accountable for. You know, yeah. you're my hygienist. You're right. I have ditched you, and I do care about my oral health, and I care that you care. Mm -hmm. and, and she was getting a, a better success rate of rescheduling these patients than anybody else in the team. Yep. And it was just that one little thing. It was like you said, yep. finding time and, and, you know, making things a priority and then, and having systems. Right. So when you bring a problem to a doctor, we got to come up with solutions. Don't just bring the problem. Don't say that's not my job, you know, 
um, just saying things like that won't work or my last doctor did it this way. That will make every dentist skin crawl. Oh yeah. Employees yeah. <laughs> do not even like that. Well, my other office, we did it. Da da da. Well, you're not there anymore. Right. That's what we think in our head and we don't say it, but every time you say it, you irritate the team. So don't say that. Come up with how you could do it and the benefits of what happens when you do do it that way. And you might be able to get some better uh, onboarding with that. Yeah. And that can be with anything in the practice or your life. In your life for in general, don't just complain. Like <laughs> you need to sit on it, yeah. brainstorm, think about solutions before you highlight problems. Yep. because you're not really contributing anything but negativity if you're just going to come to complain and not to resolve. Yep. I love that. Okay. So, okay. Let's say, um, uh, a dentist hires Heidi to come in virtually and, and help our teams. Like what are, what are like some of the five things that you look for first other than personality and like efficiency? Like, are there certain things that maybe some dentists aren't doing that they probably should have been doing? Yeah, well, on my website, I have something called practice analysis, and that helps me get to know the practice. If I find out like how many ops you have, how many employees you have, what's your production, um, certain things, I can figure out what's going on. And most of the time, if I look at your schedule, that's probably the issue. When you have chaos in your practice where you're running, you know, you're flipping rooms, you're cleaning rooms, you're, you can't even keep up on your chart notes, there's a problem. That's usually a scheduling issue. So then we work on scheduling. How do we get the left hand to talk to the right? How do we uh, make that happen? How do we get the patient to value the appointment so they actually show up for the appointments, things like that. But it's really important to look at who is doing what. So job descriptions are really important. Sometimes you have one person has a heavier load than the other person, or you have somebody that has something on their job description that they hate doing. I had this one um, office that they had an associate doctor doing all the social media. And she doesn't have a Facebook or Instagram account. She's probably about 40, 45, and will never get one, okay? She likes to go camping and check out. And so I asked the doctor, why do you have her in charge of social media? Because nothing's happening. And she goes, well, because she doesn't use it, so I thought it would help her grow. And I'm like, but she's not passionate about it. It's not gonna work. So we, we adjusted that around. Um, you. People want to grow in the areas they want to grow in, right? So we have to find out what that individual truly wants. Some people love to learn more dentistry. Other people want to make more money. Other people want to serve and, and do some ground marketing and other things. So until we find out what that employee is passionate about doing, it's not worth having them do something they don't like doing. I know that part of our job is, you know, cleaning out suctions and traps and all this bit. That's just part of our job. But if you want them to go above and beyond their job or be do something that they're not even paid to do, right? Like when you're asking for more stuff, you're like, wait, I wasn't hired for that. So it's really important for them to do something that's fun. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny because um, I got really lucky. Uh, both of my doctors were both dental assistants. Uh, mm -hmm. One was even a hygienist at some point. And um we just, we, we all gravitate towards what we like and they give, they, they have given us the responsibility and the power to delegate. So that's kind of one thing we got to avoid because they say, what are your strengths? What do you like to do? And then just right out the gate, this is yours. You know, it wasn't, let's wait and watch for somebody who doesn't want to do it to not do it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but not everybody's that fortunate because there, there are like the recluse dentist 
who don't like to delegate, who, you know, don't really have any desire to know everybody's job so that they can make sure that they hold them to that standard. Yep. You know, they don't want to, they want to go in there and just cut teeth. That's all they want to do. And, and that's great and all, but it makes the team suffer when they're not being led properly. Right. And I can tell you all dentists want a team that's energized. All dentists want somebody that brings energy to the practice and squishes the drama and encourages others and shows appreciation. And the number one thing the doctor craves is for you to appreciate them. So one of the things I have the team do is create something that they can, whether it's a board or a big card or something of what is, what do you appreciate that that doctor does? And I don't care if it's, you love their jokes. You put something on that board of that you appreciate because they have no idea what you appreciate. They're like, Oh, they get a paycheck and that's it. They're gone. So I, I love to, you know, I feel like if you give the doctor energy, you're going to receive more out of the doctor. Yeah, it's so true. It's on so the true. other hand, the doctor needs to show appreciation. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank you for staying out of the line of sight. You're doing a great job. That tongue I know is not easy to deal with, right? Like anything that dental assistant needs to know that they are skilled um, and things like that. And, you know, the dental assistant really should be a step ahead of the doctor. That's why I felt like we were so smart. I'm like, we're one step ahead of the doctor right? Like you're giving them the instrument they need next. How did you know that? Yep. Yeah. It's called reading the situation, communication, establishing practices, you know, best practices from the, out the gate. And yep. you know, it's, it's funny because last week I was working with a patient and my doctor just looks up at me and says, I appreciate you so much. Oh. And you know what? That got me through a whole week of, you know, you know, whatever could go wrong, went wrong, you right. know, when it happens, like Surik's acting up or there's a clog in the suction or just randomly <laughs> like that one little compliment from my leader, my boss, it gets you through all the little hard times too. So they don't compound, you know, it's, if there is a stressful day and you've got a, a, a very upset patient or, you know, the lab sent the wrong thing, or you got a bubble in your model, like the one compliment overrided all the negativity. And I, I wish, and you know what, here's the thing. I really like it when I see dental assistants and I try to go out my way to do this too, guys, is if, if I'm watching my dentist that's going above and beyond, like carving a composite, I'm like, wow, that looks amazing. The patient can hear it. The dentist, yes. can hear it. it's that affirmation. Everybody needs it just because they're your boss, just because yep. they own the practice doesn't mean they don't need that affirmation. Yep. I remember doing that. I'd be going, oh my gosh, you're not even going to know where you have a filling. This looks so natural. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's true. And you lead by example. Even if your dentist is, you know, not necessarily a good communicator, you can guide the way as a dental assistant and, 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 you know, say, doc, you know what, you don't want to confront me, but we're going to talk about this afterwards because I'm tired of messing up on this. And you've got to tell me exactly what you want. And if you can start that pattern in the back, right. Or your dentist is okay with confront confronting, you know, where we drop the ball then maybe guys that it would like feather out, you know, maybe this time they'll talk to hygiene about something they didn't like when they were presenting treatment plans, or maybe this time they'll actually confront, you know, collecting payment at the end of a procedure. Like it, 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 it just, it's cumulative, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you can just ask each employee, what can I do to help you do better at your job? Yep. 
It doesn't take much, you know, <laughs> it really doesn't, especially when people don't communicate. And that's when you see those poor practices just struggling, you know, <laughs> production's down, morale is down, uh, retention is down. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. If your meetings are, you know, this is our goal, this is where we're at and we're way under and you guys better step it up. If your meetings are like that, I would get help yeah. because it should not be about numbers. It's not, it's about, uh, overall experience. Like, you know, um, and it's, it's really neat. Like when I got to watch you and Manal at the dental marketing that converts, the way that these dentists um, responded to you, it was it was amazing. Just the whole idea, like you were able to say, you know what, it's about the communication. Like you said, a dentist is a dentist is a dentist. It's the way you make that person feel that determines whether or not they're gonna continue being their patient, your patient, whether they're gonna commit and 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 follow through with treatment that's recommended. And yeah. whether or not they're going to be, you know, that person who recommends other patients. Because what did we talk about? Like the number one referral source is your current existing patients. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if, if you take words like Heidi gives you and, and, and you're able to communicate effectively and relate to these people and, you know, establish these bonds and relationships, like the, the moon and the stars, they're not even limit. You could keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Get your doctors to Hawaii next year in September when we do the next dental marketing converts. Remember the, remember the doctors that were like, I would never in a million years do a video post or an Instagram, or I will never speak in front of a camera. We had doctors speaking in front of the group by themselves. Um, we didn't hold their hand, but we were right by their side with tears coming out and they did it and they felt like Superman. You know, anything we do to grow is not going to be comfortable. Yep. But we got to step through it. Just try it once, have a friend support you and you guys can accomplish anything. It's so true. And okay. So if, if there's a dental assistant listening, listening to this episode right now and they say, you know what? My doctor needs Heidi. My doctor needs Heidi. How do they find Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> My emails, Heidi, H-E-I-D-I at coaching dentist. Dot com. The dentist is singular because I'm just working with them. So uh, yeah, Heidi at coachingdentist.com or I have a website, coachheidimount.com. And so, okay. So with this being virtual and like you said, at a reduced rate, a lot of dentists probably know there's a lot of things wrong in their practice and they're struggling just to stay above water. But that fee, you guys, that fee is what scares them off of growth, right? They're afraid of, of having that consultant come all the way to the practice and then nobody wants to be told they're doing stuff wrong. You know, that's just human nature. Nobody wants to, oh yeah, I'm going to fly somebody in to tell me everything I'm wrong at. But it would be a whole different ball game with a virtual consultant because you get to specialize the training, talk to the individual team members. Nobody feels like they're saying, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. This is why we have a consultant. This is literally, you're like, you're like a, like a fairy godmother. You know, yeah. you just swoop in on the phone or on a webcam and you know what? Hey, just tell me how you do stuff and let me see if there's any feedback I can give to you that would make your life easier. Exactly. I and we don't worry about the money because dentists hire me that are plateaued and frustrated. Whatever, right? So I'm yeah. helping to make $500 more a day on tomorrow's schedule. It, it pays for itself in 30 days or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I teach them, make them 10 grand more a month. That's 120 grand a year. I mean, it's a no brainer. 
Yeah. And, and Heidi's great at speaking in numbers, guys, like all the things that you probably see go out of your office that don't get charged out. I just think about that all the time. Like all the practices over the last 20 years, things that we were doing. And at the end of the day, it's coming out of the dentist's pocket and, 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 you know, just having accountability for all of these things, whether it's behavioral therapy, you know, you know, come on, you got that seven-year-old kid, they're kicking and screaming. It took you 20 minutes to get them numb. <laughs> you know, and you're constantly, you know, talking them through the procedure like that, that is worth something to the, the provider because that, that, you know, like what is the average? Okay. I've seen this and I bet you know it, or at least can give me a ballpark. The average cost for a dentist per hour. The average cost? Yes. So like a well, dentist. They're not making 500 bucks an hour. They're probably going under. Yeah. Okay. So 500 bucks an hour. Like to flip a room is probably costing 20 bucks. To send a statement is probably costing 20 bucks. So there's a lot of things, you know, we have to watch our budget. We need to treat this like our own business and really watch that budget. How many times you flip your gloves in and off when you really could have one clean hand, one dirty hand and kind of clean, you know, there's different techniques you can do to streamline things. Yeah. Uh, and you know, especially with the dental assistant community, they're like, oh, there's nowhere to, I, I can't make commission. I, you know, I can't, I, I'm not a traditional producer, but if you think about like, you're talking about Heidi, the bottom line, like these are all little things. If you treat it like it's your own baby, that, that'll come back to you guys, whether it's, you know, in a, a really nice holiday party or, you know, you, your doctor takes you to a CE, like all of these things are one less stress for your, your leader, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I love it when every dental assistant does the ordering because you actually see how much that little tiny tube of full will cost. And maybe, just maybe you're less likely to A, throw it away, B, you know, squirt it out the tip because you didn't screw the tip on or, you know, just let it expire in the drawer because you didn't turn over that room and go through the drawers and check your expired products. Like if you just pretend you're the dentist or the, the one with the pocketbook at the end of the day. And, you know, it's funny because... Oh, sorry. I'm rambling. This is your podcast. I love it. <laughs> I had a, I had a front desk girl, um, in the past and they would have, you know, family visit them and, you know, they would take cell phone calls and stuff like that. And I, I looked at them like, you realize you're stealing from the practice. Yes. And they're like, huh? I'm like, technically you're stealing cause you're on the clock and you're over here talking about so-and-so's pool party tomorrow. And then you're on the phone posting pictures about you're going to that pool party tomorrow while you're on the clock, that's stealing from someone, you know, and that you trust and that it, you know, is, you know, helps provide you with the lifestyle that you like because they've employed you gainfully and they trust you like what that's breaking trust. That's stealing. And I don't think they registered it until I pointed it out. And that's kind of like what a coach does, right? It's like, you might, you just got to think about these things a little bit differently, change your perspective. And then everybody starts to win. And every doctor wants an employee like you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, guys. Nobody should steal from the practice, whether it's just, you know, hiding in sterilization, talking or eating bonbons. Like, if you're there, be there. And, and realize that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's happier if everybody's pulling their weight. Yep. And everybody knows who those people are. You may think they don't know, but they do know. They know who, like, clocks in and then goes puts their lunch away, brushes their teeth, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wait, I thought they were clocked in and I could really use some help over here. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and, and in this way, if you get coach Heidi, you don't have to be the bad guy in the office pointing out, okay, well, you know, Susie does this and Betty does that. And Bob does this. Like it's literally just somebody with experience saying there's a better way of thinking about this. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying this is the way that, you know, highly successful practices run and everybody wants a highly successful practice. <laughs> well, yeah. And if you can have a successful practice and kind of bonus or get raises, it yeah. helps Yeah. Yeah. You've got to find that extra money. And like, and we've talked about this before, like if dental assistants aren't bringing money in, you can at least save the money going out. Yeah. Well, part of it is dental assistants need to understand how to bring what they are bringing to the practice. Yes. Besides just assisting, right? So there's, you, we have to do a self-evaluation so you can bring this to the doctor and we can create value for um, when you're talking with them. I love it. It's so true. Oh, well, thank you so much, Heidi. Sorry I hijacked your episode. No. <laughs> you guys, since, I, since I took up all of Heidi's time, go check her out. Go to the website. Talk to your doctor. If, if you know they're struggling and they need help, uh, the virtual consulting thing, I mean, that's that's a game changer. It really is. It's going to help a lot of people. Um, you know, this podcast reaches many ears, and I know that every single dental assistant listening to this has the ear of their dentist. So if you see your leader struggling, tell them about the solutions. It starts with that first step. I have a solution, Doc. When you're ready, we have a solution. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of DA Rockstars. Thank you so much, Coach Heidi Mount. Um, I have got to meet you in person and you are a real life rock star. The way that you're able to word things and communicate and help people, it's just, it's magical. Yeah, it's magical. You guys, as always, if you need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, Instagram, Facebook, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, website, Instagram, Facebook, and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe place for assistants to share as a tribe, to learn, to grow, to educate yourself, to support one another. Seriously, are you in the group? <laughs> but until next week, keep on suctioning. <laughs>